0: As much as we would love the gift of foresight, no one can predict with certainty what the future holds, much less what the markets will do next. While we may not be able to predict specific market shocks, we know events that will likely impact markets and economies are inevitable, making uncertainty part and parcel of any investment cycle. Instead of being caught off guard, this allows investors to review their long-term investment goals and future-proof their portfolios, preparing for any eventuality. Joining us to discuss this is Adrian Pask, who is Chief Investment Officer at PSG Wealth. Welcome, Adrian. We know that making predictions is a dangerous game. What do you typically base your future projections on?
1: Hello, Kieran, and thanks again for for having me on. Yeah, it it is inherently difficult and risky to put predictions or forecasts forward. But I think, you know, you can never underestimate the value of good research, as well. So I think it's just a case of of balancing that properly. You put your neck out to make a forecast that you are reasonably sure that 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 will materialize. So good research underpins quite a bit of what we do.
0: Okay, so we've had a 40-year bull market in bonds, which now appears to be over. What does this mean for the future of US bonds and particularly for South African investors who want to be exposed to that?
1: Yeah, absolutely correct. So if if you look at the historic data over the last 50 years or so, we can obviously see that interest rates are at at record level lows, both locally and and abroad. And with this, yield curves have also uh, fallen, which is typically good for for bonds. But at this stage, interest rates have only one way to go, and that's up. And obviously, the the bond yield curves will adjust for that, so yields should move higher. So the implications are, are quite profound. I don't think investors are are quite expecting this to take place. Many investors haven't seen this in their, let's call it, uh, you know, life investment life. And uh, as this is going to take place, we will see quite significant volatility on on bond capital uh, values. And that also has some consequences for multi-asset portfolios abroad, in particular, you know, the more conventional 60-40 portfolio, which is often used in the offshore space where portfolios are set up to invest 60% in equities and 40% in fixed income, and that's a static weight that isn't really adjusted. So if you can't make adjustments to that 40%, the implications can be quite profound on your portfolio as well.
0: Right. The Fed, the manipulation of the bond yields, which we know has been going on for many years, that's also receding, and interest rates will soon begin to reflect market forces. But that's a fairly gloomy outlook for bonds. What is your outlook for U.S. equities?
1: I think if you look at US equities and the S&P 500 in particular it's really not much better to be honest with you you know we're seeing many valuation metrics at this point in time signaling that the market is overheated so if you compare some of the valuation metrics relative to the 25 year averages, they do signal that the market is quite significantly overpriced. So, so we expect a, a tougher time. If you were to look at, at PE ratios, for example, they already, you know, roughly that 22 level on forward PE, which is already, you know, quite generous in terms of earnings forecasts that still look to improve quite quite a bit. So, if those earnings don't materialize, you, you sit with a problem and interest and P's in themselves are also quite high. And the same can be said for, for dividend yields as a valuation measure, price to book, you know, price to, to cash flow yields, et cetera. So it does look quite lofty. If you learn from history and see what portfolios have done, equity portfolios in particular have done, From these valuation levels, over a one-year period, you can maybe expect single-digit returns. But if you look at at five years and longer, uh, history shows that you expect on the lower end of of the single-digit return level, so actually closer to zero. So again, you know, there's quite a lot of optimism around uh, U.S. equities in particular, and, and that's why those valuations are so stretched. Those ratings are quite high. So if you look at the, the current valuation levels and uh, entry point onto the S&P 500 at the moment, then it, it doesn't look attractive uh, at, at all to our minds. So like I said, you know, returns uh, expected for for the next five years closer to, to that 0% level.
0: Wow. Okay. What does this mean for investors who are obviously concerned that the economic winds are shifting?
1: Well, I don't really think it's necessarily a case of economic um, winds that that could be shifting. I think if you look at uh, industrial production, it's still good. Economic growth is trending in the right direction. I think the key problem that you sit with on the S&P is more on the valuation end of, of things. Because remember, you've got essentially three things driving returns over the long term. The, the one is dividends, the other earnings and the other re-ratings. So, so on the earnings side, things are still looking reasonably okay. It's unlikely that we will be able to sustain the current earnings growth levels, but still we will see earnings growth. The problem is that the market is currently pricing in loftier earnings growth. So a, a re-rating downwards is, is definitely anticipated. So a lot of that earnings growth will be essentially consumed by, by a rewriting downwards, and, and there is where we, we see the risk.
0: Are we seeing a rotation from developed markets to emerging markets, and do you think the momentum in emerging market equities will persist?
1: I think so. If you consider some of the key drivers behind emerging markets, they all seem intact. So, if you look at relative valuations, for example, as, as I mentioned, some of the DMs, To look quite pricey, where on the other end you've got emerging markets that have been downrated in the in the previous cycle and are actually now rebounding. So so that could persist. Earnings revisions, we're currently seeing more momentum in the EM side to, to sustain positive upwards revisions to take place where a lot of it's priced in the offshore space. The global industrial cycle, like I said, global economic growth seems intact. So that will actually benefit emerging markets as there's a lot of demand for one uh, of these emerging economies provide, many of them are uh, commodity exporters that are ultimately used to to fuel the growth that we are seeing globally. So that's also why we see higher commodity prices, which is very positive for, for many emerging markets. And the U.S. dollar that's been weaker is also something that's very positive for EM. So I think, you know, there's quite a few of these variables that are favoring that EM stance at the moment.
0: All right. And do you foresee another market correction in the near future?
1: Well, I think the easy answer there is, is actually always. You know, when you look at these, I don't think investors fully appreciate how often these take place. You know, if you look at at the U.S. market over the last 70 years, for example, on the S&P, we've seen about 38. Corrections of between 10 and 20%. And then you would, even if you look at the last 25 years, we've seen four uh, market corrections uh, in excess of 20%. So, so bear markets effectively. So, so these occur quite often. If you just think of the last few years that we've seen, obviously the one from last year. And then before that, we we had 2018, 2008. And it seems like investors always seem to think that that these things are temporary and this is an anomaly and it's abnormal. And it really isn't. If it's not going to be this, then it's going to be something else. So I think if you look at history and and how often markets correct to between a a 10 and 20% drawdown, you should expect that actually every 18 months or so. Um, and a, a bigger, a bigger bear market of in excess of 20%, you'll do well to expect one, maybe two, um, coming over the next 10 years. And and why that's important information is not so much that you should sit on the sidelines and wait for these to take place and and play it safe. I think it's more to say that. Typically, what we do see in the market is when these do take place, investors de-risk portfolios in the trough of the market. But if you expect them to take place and they do come around, then obviously you're less prone to make a mistake from a, a portfolio error perspective.
0: All right, Adrian. Final question. Do you think South African investment landscape will be better in the next decade than it was in the last?
1: Yeah, so this is obviously the controversial one. But what we do see at the moment is that SA consumer confidence is low. But it's it's recovering quickly and, and the same can be said for South African business confidence. So as these confidence indicators improve, so too will sentiment. And and the expectation is that ratings can, can start to improve as well. If you look at our, our leading business indicator published by the Reserve Bank, it's pointing towards a strong economic recovery actually. And and they base that on fairly, you know, solid economic variables. So so that's good, high commodity prices. That helped us a great deal we've seen what's been been published in terms of our our current account it really has helped a lot it helps quite a bit for um tax collection as as mining companies make more profits it helps for um, employment as well vulnerable communities often um so so there's a lot you know that's that's in our favor this time around If if you think back maybe to 2007 not many people were actually expecting a tough time um, but that's exactly what we ended up with. We, we are pretty much at the opposite end of that at the moment. I think many people are still quite negative around the prospects for South Africa, but there's actually quite a few things that sort of turning direction. And those are the things that that we need to keep a careful eye on. So I I would expect South African returns to to outperform that of the U.S. over the next 10 years, which is maybe a a somewhat controversial comment given how offshore investments are favoured. But uh, looking at the valuations and the other variables that I've mentioned, I think we, we feel comfortable that that's the view.
0: We're going to leave it there. That was Adrian Pask, who is Chief Investment Officer at PSG Wealth.